thank you for letting me reverence in who he is. Because Yeah. 
And when your growth do come, he's getting you ready for something that is going to require you to know him. Oh, I don't hear no amen today. See, the reason why we get defeated and the reason why we can't excel and go where we need to go is because God will call you to something greater. And the only way you're going to get through it is you got to know him. The, the greater the call requires a greater knowledge of who God is. So if you still at your elementary level with him, evidently you missed the call. Because God says now it's time for extreme faith. They don't hear me. They, they, they don't hear me. See, see I, I, I can tell what I'm talking to. See, see I, 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 I can tell what I'm talking to. See, you think just any kind of faith is good enough faith. But see, when you start to deal with God, there's a greater faith that you're going to need. I don't know which scriptures I'm going to come out of, but I can just tell you where to go. And you just sit there and watch where we go. In Exodus, Notice the song, notice the book. In Exodus, the chapter of 33, God has called Moses up to Mount Sinai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why he doesn't call him, you can sit down because I don't know where I'm going, I just know I'm following. I know what's in me, but I know what he's going to bring out of me, I'm just following. In Exodus 23, chapter 33, God is ready for Israel to move on. But you got to understand that sometimes the reason why you go into a stalemate in your life is because God is ready to clean you out. Israel had just got through getting to Mount Sinai. God summons Moses to Mount Sinai. In the meantime, Israel decides to do their own thing. And God gets angry. Y'all don't see. I don't know what kind of God you got. All this stuff we preaching about God is this and God is that. Well, you know what? I got a God that knows how to perfectly get angry. Amen. And what he done said to them is, Moses, <laughs> go down to the people 
Because it's time for them to move on to where I'm ready to take them. But in the midst of this, I'm ready to take them. There's something that God does that you don't expect him to do. All right. And some of you need to understand that you keep hearing all of this, God is always with you and God is always that. Let me tell you something. God don't mind removing himself from you. See, the problem with us is we think we can continue to do what we want to do when we want to do it. But when God says that you are his, then he's going to start to do something to get your attention. Most of us don't know what's the difference between God's attention and our sinful nature. See, 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 most of us think we can just keep doing what we're doing and when we have issues in our lives, we don't recognize that maybe God has brought the issues. See, God, when he says, I need you to get extreme faith in your life, it's because I got something greater for you to do. I'm summoning you to stop doing what you think you should do. And I'm summoning you to start learning to do what I want you to do. Many of us don't understand that this may even sound judgmental, but God requires us to grow in our lives. Great people of God have deeper faith. Great people of God expands their faith. Great people of God knows that the faith that they got and the faith that God has is greater than your imagination. And to access this faith. How many of you satisfied with your faith? Oh no, I'm gonna show you how you satisfied. Come on, come on. See, see, you think you say you ain't, but I'm gonna show you you satisfied. Because watch this. If God is blessing you now, and life seems to be going pretty good, and you think you get all the stuff that you want, then you are getting satisfied in your faith. And this is what done happened to you, and it's a deceiving thing. You see these blessings come. You see God has blessing you. What God is really trying to do with you is bless you where your faith would grow, but you get satisfied in what God is doing. Now watch this. When God is ready to come to you to raise you up to a higher level, you say to God, that's the devil. Because I'm good. I'm good right where I'm at. Now I'm going to say something that isn't it's recorded in going all over the world. Because I'm going to tell the truth. See, the Church of God in Christ is the biggest black denomination now. Why? Because they exercise extreme faith when everybody was persecuting them. 
the Baptist done got weaker because God done blessed them so much that they no longer want to move to a greater faith. We think that we got degrees and statue and, and, and economics and stuff. We think we good. But don't you know that God wants you to get to another level in your life? See, there's three things in this scripture in, 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 in Exodus chapter 33 that you need to have to get extreme faith. First of all, you got to know this. God, you got to desire God above everything else. Mm, 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 mm. I would say that one more time. And then I'm explaining what I mean. You got to desire God more than anything else. Now watch this. Most of us, well not, let me just go and be frank, all of us, our curiosities are based on the fact that what we think God wants us to have. So watch this. Your desires is this. God bless me with where I want to go. God bless me in the job I want. God bless me in the money I need. God protect my children. God protect this. God protect that. But it's those things are there really the desires of knowing God. Most of the time. I'm going to be here a minute so you might as well walk with me. The thing I learned is that to have extreme faith with God requires greater curiosities. In other words, your curiosities for God should be a lifetime of growth. So you should never be satisfied with where you are and what's going on. You can be on your way out or you could be on your way in, but it don't matter because you never should get satisfied. Moses is teaching us something when he went up to Mount Sinai and God says, now go down to the people. Moses was picked to be God's leader. I'm teaching you something today. First of all, let me correct you now. Don't sit here and say, I ain't Moses. Because the first thing you need to do is teach me to be like Moses. So that my faith can be like Moses. See, a lot of us is not doing what we need to do in life because we don't have that kind of faith and do what we need to do. See, a lot of us is dissatisfied in life because we're not exercising the faith that God wants us to be because we refuse to go through the struggle to get there. How many of you good were yet? Oh, don't lie. Don't see me Okay, if you ain't good where you at, when I get through, we don't see where you at. <laughs> Moses 
is a man that you can look at that requires extreme faith. And the thing that helps, and I've been there this week, because God, see, I love Lord. See, he don't let me preach till I done went there myself. So when I get to preach, that means I know what I'm talking about. See, and so, and so I done spent this week with God. And me and God been talking. How many of y'all forgot God like that? Yeah. See, see, I live here. The Bible says that Moses was a friend of God. And God and Moses would converse. Well, I remember a long time ago reading that, and I said to God, I want to be your friend, and I need you to talk to me, and I can talk to you, because I want to know you in a way that if don't nobody else know you, I want to talk to you. But see, we don't believe that today. But the God I know is still talking. The God I know is still walking. The God I know is still leading the people. Now I want you to notice something. There's three curiosities that you need to raise yourself. Now watch what I'm about to say. There's nothing wrong with what you got. That's good. But that's not the best. How many of you know God wants you to have your, the best? Yes. Yes. See, see, when we, when we settle for a good, when God wants to give you the best. Yes. So God is saying these things in Exodus. When you read it, he says in verse 7, he said, Now Moses used and took up his tent and put it outside the camp. And call it the meeting of tent, the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go outside to the, where the tent is and make their requests known. And Moses went out the tent and all the people arose and stood at the entrance, watching Moses until he entered the tent. And as Moses went into the tent, the pillar of the cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke to Moses. And whenever the people saw the pillar of the cloud standing at the entrance, they stood and worshiped God at the entrance of their tent. And the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. this in me. Most of us need to take our tent and put it outside of your knowing. Most of us need to take our tent and put it outside the confusion that you're in. Most of you need to take your tent and put it somewhere where you and God can get face to face and let God start to talk to you. See, most of us got to understand that to have that intimacy with God, every now and then you need to get secluded with God. In other words, you've got to let yourself be able to let God have his way in your life. Now, this is for young folk, and this is where the battles start to come. 
It took Moses 82 years to get to this point. All you McDonald people, all you instant Christians that know God, you ain't been doing nothing with God yet. See, I'm not saying young folk can't know God. I'm not saying young folk ain't supposed to know God. Understand this, young folk. Each level that you act with God, there's a whole bunch more you got to go through because the faith that you need grows deeper and deeper. Let me say this to young people. The greater the challenge God got in your life, the greater faith you're going to need to get there. Let me use these folks for a great example. You watching the NBA playoffs right now. You looking at extremely gifted folks. But let me show you something about some of these extremely gifted folks. The ones that give God the credit also knew that they had to work awfully hard and had faith in God to get them there. You admire Steph Curry. But Steph Curry ain't scared to tell you that it is my faith in God, my instructions of God, that has led me to where I am. Because there was a time in his life that he didn't even know if he was going to make the team. There was a time in his life that he struggled with injuries and things. When God starts to rise you to where he wants you to be, it's going to take some great faith to deal with God. That's why we got to understand that you need to know God face to face. You need to be able to deal with God face to face. And Moses was summoned to deal with God for the people of Israel. But I want you to notice something. That I don't know about you, but God don't mind telling me about myself. I want you to know something. That God don't mind getting your attention and getting you straight. Notice what God said doesn't happen. He said that the people are stiff men. Now why would God want to say that about people? Because most of us, when things get easy, revert back to our old ways. Very few of us continue on the path and let God keep growing us. The hardest thing to do is keep moving when things is good. The hardest things to do is keep on running when it, you don't run the race. The hardest thing to do is re-enter into another race that's going to be harder than the race that you just left. The hardest thing to do is say, I can run the 100, now go run the 200. Then after you run the 200, go run the 400. Then after a while, you're running a mile, and you sitting there wondering, I never did, I was supposed to be a sprinter. And next thing you know, God trailing you for the marathon. Because if you limit yourself, You never know what you're supposed to be. So Moses is with these people. 
Oh, Moses. Lord knows I know what Moses be saying too. And the thing about them is that they turn against him. Mm. Have you ever heard cats? That's what Moses is going through. Because the people start to turn against you. When you start to do and go and deal with God, then come back, they done decided within themselves on how they want to do things. One of the things that's hard about the 21st century church is not the fact that they're not believers. The problem with the 21st century church is nobody can tell the church what to do because the church and got so individualized that it no longer recognized leaders. It only does what it want to do when it want to do it. And then they wonder why God then called it stiff neck. You highly educated. Who you think helped you? You got money now. Who you think helped you get it? You no longer live in poverty. Now you live in, in not abundance, but you're living good. Who do you think got that for you? Now you went from one job to a better job. Who do you think did that with you? You keep saying that you're a believer of God, but yet still you got your own belief system in what God... Oh, I'm going to preach today. Watch this. Y'all watching, y'all following. In Exodus 12, God said, Moses, have you been telling? Moses said, I've been leading your people. These people that you gave me. These people that you done let me have. But the Lord said, I done found favor with you. But see, watch this. The first thing that Moses requests of God is the same thing we need to learn how to request of God. He said, if you are pleased with me, Lord, if you are pleased with me, Lord, watch this, teach me your ways. So that I may know and continue to find favor in you, with you. Yeah. See, watch this. I hope y'all heard that. Moses said, if you have time out good with you, friend, then teach me your way. I've been in Egypt for 40 years. I know their way. I've been on the backside of the desert for 40 years. I know their way. But now, since I came up to Mount Sinai, and now you calling me to do something else, I need you to do something for me. Teach me your way. When you can learn that, then the Lord says in Isaiah 55, he said, seek the Lord. Wow, he may be found. Call him. Wow, he is near. 
Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil one his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he freely pardon. Then it goes on and says something that we quote but don't live it. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither is my ways your ways declares the Lord. So the first thing that we need to understand is Lord I need you to teach me your ways. I need you to continue to fill me with your ways. I need you to guide me through the things that I don't even know how to get through. Why should I ask God to teach me his way? Because the request don't come from you. And where God wants you to do don't come from you. Where God is trying to take you don't come from you. Because if you done dealt with God and you done been on the outside at a tent meeting and you been worshiping God, God done poured into you a new desire and a new dream. And the only way you going to get there is you got to learn his way. Because you done done it your way. He ain't called you up there to do it your way. He called you up there to learn his way. That's why when you get to a certain point in life and things start to fail, it's through the ups and downs of life that God starts to say, you have been faithful with the stuff that I done gave you. Now I'm ready to take you up a little bit higher and you don't have to learn how to get there. The way Do you know what time? Do you know what time? Do you know what time? 
The people got mad at Moses. But God is saying, I'm trying to take you to the promised land. But most of us have decided, I got a new car. I got my house in order. I done done what I need to do. I'm ready to sign my retirement papers. I'm ready to go into a restful life. My kids have got kicked out the house. It took 40 years to get them out the house. But I'm looking at a new life. Not your life, but the life that I done had planned. Then God said, then you got this desire. You've been asleep at night. God shows up in your prayer life. And he says, I'm about to change your plan. And you say to God, I done worked this long. And God said, Moses worked for 80 years. And at the 80 year mark, I done changed this plan. That's what I'm about to say. I don't care if you ate or 108. Whatever God got for you, he's going to change your plan. Because God is saying, I got work for you to do. I got stuff for you to do. And what you need to learn how to do is what I learned how to do. When I knew it was something new, I'm giving you point one so that you can have a successful life. I said, Lord, 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 I've been with you for quite a long time. I done seen your mighty hand. I done watched you open the red sea. I done watched you put a cloud of
I'm not going with you to the promised land. I'm not going to be there with you in the promised land. My presence won't be there. I'm going to send an angel to go before you and lead you into the promised land. Lesson number two. You need to hear this. Don't you be satisfied with an angel doing God's work. What you need to do is do what Moses did. If you don't go, I'm not going. You can send the legion of angels. I'm not going. You can send every man with you, but I'm not going. If you don't go, I'm not going. You can kill me because I'll be your presence. Nobody else's presence. To go with me, I'm not going. Thank you for Pastor Richardson. But he ain't you. Thank you for, 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 for the president. But he ain't you. Thank you for Gabriel and Michael and all the angels in the sky. But they ain't you. If you ain't going, I'm not going. I need a guarantee that you be there and your presence. Somebody need to shout. Your presence have to be with me. Now I've got to explain something to you. See, the Bible says where two or three are gathered, yes. I'm in the midst, yes. but that ain't his presence. The Bible says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, but that's not my presence. When God's presence is there, heaven and earth move. When God's presence is there, see when God's presence is there, life starts to move in a different direction. When God's presence is there, healing starts to take place. When God's presence is there, life starts to change. When God's presence is there, heart starts to change. When God's presence is there, sin starts to roll.
I didn't walk with you. And if you're going to require me to do this, don't you sit no angel with me. Don't you send something that's artificial of you. I want you and you alone. Because if I don't have you, I'm not going. And let me tell you something, Miss Paul. That's what my prayer to God in 2008. You said it was going to be difficult. But if you ain't coming, I ain't going. You said at the beginning of the year it was going to be rough. If you ain't coming, I ain't going. And God, I don't care how good it gets. If you ain't coming, I ain't going. The Lord said to me, see, I'm talking about my friend. The Lord said, do you want to go back to the way things were? I said, no, Jesus. He said, you don't want the $200,000 a year job? No, Jesus. You don't want the uprise in the ministry that was so quick? I said, no, Jesus. He said, you don't want a church that was full of folk that could take care of you? No, Jesus. You didn't want cars and stuff that you had? No, Jesus. Well, what do you want? Jesus. All I want is you. Yes. Because if I got you, yes. I got everything else. Yes. And if I got you, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Yes. I don't have no dreams no more. I don't have no desires no more. I admit that I'm out of time. And if you're not going to be with me, stuff like that when you had it. But then when it gets taken away, you realize what Paul said. I count it all rubbish. All I want is you. 21. Teach me your way. Point two. I want your guaranteed presence. I don't want no artificial stuff. I want you and you alone. Point three is a witness that I can just shout about. I almost shouted before I got up here preaching. I almost ran around this church while they were singing that song. I almost got up and the tears started coming to my eyes. Because God has delivered something. See, I swell up and he has set me free. And then the third thing that you got to do that you gotta say is this, God, thank you for teaching me your way. Thank you for your presence. But I got one more request. If you don't mind, show me, show me, show me your glory. Show me.
We got to learn his way. We are in a difficult time. We got highly educated people sitting around us. We got people that flat think they know everything about God. But God says, when I bring you up to Mount Sinai, then I'm going to talk to you in a different way. The ways that you used to have is going to be new ways. But the thing that you got to realize is I don't know the way. If you don't know the way, how you going to say something? How many of you, without Googling it, without GPS, even without a map, how many of you know how to get to California from here if you never been here? How many of you know how to build something that you never built? How many of you know how to read something that you never read? See, in other words, you don't know the outcome. You just know where God wants you at. When God says, take him to the promised land, I said to God, when Moses said, one, teach me your ways. Two, I need your presence. And three, show me your glory. And those three things is all I need. That's all you need. Because where God wants you to be and take you, you're going to need those three things and those three things only. You don't need to integrate it with nothing else. All you got to do is practice extreme faith. And extreme faith comes one way and one way only. And I, I hope y'all learning this. I hope you learn this. To have extreme faith. You need to hear from God. Then you have to demand. Says reciprocal. I got your instructions, but I need something from you, God. Not just your word telling me what to do. I need you in order to do it. Most of us walk out on outside that. Forgetting to ask God to come with us. You just think he's coming. Well, if you done read the Bible, I'm talking the Bible. The God that brought him to this point is the same God that he turned on. The same God that opened the Red Sea is the same God that he turned on. The same God that delivered him from Egypt is the same God that he turned on. The same God that took Pharaoh and made him release the people is the same God that they turned on. Because the better it got, 
the less God they need. So they stood in the wilderness, sin, and God got mad. Miss Hunt, you passed the sinning stage. Now it's time to resume the journey. It's going to take great faith. It's going to take greater faith. You're going to have to have that faith that stretches and grows. Because faith is not a one-time thing. Faith is deeper and deeper and deeper to the point that he went to the cross. He bore your sin. And his faith was his father was delivering him when it was all said and done. My brothers and sisters, extreme faith requires extreme growth. Extreme growth requires learning God's ways. All that's on board, say amen. Ways, yeah. so that you can go forth yeah. and do what he 
he empowered you to do. And I'm so excited that we done turned the corner and we can say bye-bye. Bye-bye. To what it was. And now, I can look and see where I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know one thing. If he said